Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jumper versus Push spoiler cast, the thing you've all been waiting for. This is episode one where we're going to talk about the movie Jumper, the 2008 action sci-fi film starring Hayden Christensen, before next time where we talk about Push, the 2009 action sci-fi film featuring and starring Chris Evans. We have with us the usual culprits. We've got Bob. Hey, guys. We've got Aggro. <laughs> and we've got Chris. I'm like if Tom Holland aged. Ha! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh no. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Is that, is, is that what you see when you peer deep into Hayden Christensen? No, it's when I peer deeply into that other guy in the movie. Oh, the Sigma Jumper. <laughs> yes. <Ooh. laughs> I th I'm pretty sure I have a fucking screen cap where I'm like, yeah, that dude just fucking looks like Hayden Christensen <laughs> if, he, if he aged. Yeah, you there mean, we go. You mean Tom Holland if he Not, aged. Yeah, Tom Holland if he just looked like Tom Holland if he aged. Yeah, I, I went to look it up in that moment. <gasps> That's hilarious. No, that didn't occur to me at all. Not, not the least. Oh, man. Anyways, this is an amazing film and we're really going to get into it. But before we do, each of us is going to say two sentences, kind of like a spoiler cast review, summarizing how we feel about Jumper, the first of this two set of films, and then make a mouse sound, sort of summarizing exactly how we feel about it. And then we'll do some discussion of the plot of the movie and uh, visual effects and many other things before at the end, giving it a score each. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Bob. Jumper is a very bad action movie in a universe that seems to not have guns. I don't know. I'm really not into it. Ugh. Dr. Agro. The film Jumper came out in 2008. <sighs> <laughs> Chris Wolfhart. Jumper is the type of movie that Netflix and Hulu stole from us. You used to be able to turn on the TV in the afternoon and watch a midwit sci-fi movie while you built a chair. And that is what Jumper is. So I'm going to give it a hmm. Jumper is an incredible adaptation of a book I've never read. So I assume it's uh, perfectly faithful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It is absolutely dim-witted. It is filled with no brilliant twists or ideas. And quite frankly, I wouldn't change it to have it be any other way. I'm going to give it a hmm. So, fellas, what if you could teleport? You could rob a bank and travel. And that would be pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this movie shows us exactly what that would be like. <laughs> and that's good. I need brave media to show me what it would be like if Aiden Christensen was rich. What a world. <laughs> You know, you know, that being the whole movie might might have been cool. <laughs> that was the movie for about, I guess, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Agro, I, I have a sense that you're maybe at odds with, uh, I don't know, the theme of Jumper or some of the action, maybe. When I when I saw the trailers for this movie, I, I, I bedrock was convinced that the plot of this film was that there were a few people who could do this teleporting shit. And Samuel Jackson's character was this lone psychotic nut hunting them down. It 
turns out the movie's way, way dumber. <laughs> well, don't worry, Agro. Half the time that's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> just like just like half the time his motivation is you're an abomination to God, and half the time is you decide to start killing people? Look, we've been doing this since the Middle Ages. We really kind of got fuzzy on, how? on the why or who's how funding you, us. How or... did you how did you even figure out a jumper existed before fucking cameras were everywhere? What? What do you the fuck do you mean the secret society goes back to medieval times? <laughs> How did you kill the jumpers before your fucking magic tasers? What? <laughs> I mean, and while I'm going on a tangent, while I'm going on a tangent, why does okay Hayden Christensen, whatever, he's a dipshit. Why does the Sigma male who kills these Assassin's Creed Templars? Uh, why does nobody in this movie have a fucking gun? Why does nobody. he have like a rubber suit to stop their electrically fucking based weaponry? Yeah, it's. It is infuriating watching any action scene play out in this film. Dude, the Sigma (laughs) jumper is just such a Chad. He's going to he's going to jump a car into you. Okay, why do you need a gun when you can jump a car into someone? Sorcerer's apprentice ass (laughs) motherfucker. I was so shocked to learn this was based on a book. Like yeah. the, the the moment the Irish guy goes, and I had to get the subtitles up because this is not a great way to introduce and determine to your movie with an Irish guy yelling it excitedly. He said, "Paladins hunt jumpers. Jumper jumpers run from paladins." I went, "Oh, there's an indie comic behind this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. The dumb thing is that the novels are apparently entirely different and much dumber. I don't see Ooh. that how that's possible. I really can't think of something dumber than this. It's like you can you can learn to jump if you hang around a jumper long enough and it's about the entire family of this guy and the the evil organization is even less defined somehow. It's really Impossible. stupid from what I read. <laughs> Impossible well, well, to have evil organization less defined than this. Bob, I've seen the deleted scene, so now it's canon where Samuel Jackson explains to his son that he isn't paid to do this, and uh, what? His, he hopes his son does it one day, too, because it's the right thing to do. What? I'm gonna consider that deleted scene canon, because that's too funny, and it should have been in the film. It's insane! <laughs> son... I commit murder to people with special abilities, not because I'm paid well or have any sort of stable life, but because I like killing and I hope you kill one day too. This is my special killing knife. I have it because I'm not allowed to carry a firearm. I know the killing knife is the peak funniest part of this film. I kept waiting for them to introduce some mechanic of like, yeah, you can only kill a jumper with this knife. Otherwise they just resurrect or something. Anything to give logic to this movie. We get some insane spellcraftian lore behind how the realms work. And if you kill a jumper without stabbing them straight through the heart with a silver knife their ashes just come back to life three days later he might believe that like if you pay attention to this film it becomes clear that he invented the name jumper and he's the one pushing it because why would they all call it the same thing if they discovered on their own when he meets hayden christensen in his apartment he yells jumper like four times during their first confrontation See, the weirdest thing is that the main character's mom is also a paladin. So fucking why? To what fucking end? It does. That's a it's emotional storytelling. We get so fucking little 
about the paladins at all where it's like it was either kill you or leave you 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 couldn't say fuck off to the paladins you can be like i'm retiring no she she believes in the cause right? like she like wants you to kill everyone who has this ability <laughs> For some reason, take this moment to learn empathy, right? No, even if it's her own son, she still wants to wipe out the race. They, they like they don't establish like Hitler was also a jumper. Anything to make this organization make even the smallest bit of sense? Yeah, we don't. Like, get they don't establish. Anything. They don't. They don't set up like in, in, in when he's a kid. Like there's this news story about this badass serial killer who keeps killing people, and then they're a jumper. It's there's like nothing. It's just. So this movie just get to the action scenes as fast as you fucking can. We need as many of those as possible. Go, go. We need more. We need more action it's scenes. It's even funnier and more psychotic than that because for some reason this movie's like, well, we got to bring up what like, you know, having power means you have an onus on you to use it to better good. So we're going to have a watch Katrina happen and then do nothing. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the start of a character arc. We're going to have the end of that, right? <laughs> well, th that's just that's just to establish that he's selfish so that Samuel L. Jackson is correct to try and kill him. Basically, the movie doesn't side with anybody. I know, isn't it great? I think it's even crazier because they don't, they explicitly make the paladins seem extra insane because it's like, no, they just kill anyone you know. It's not even like just the jumpers. You've talked to this person. I will now kill them. I will kill your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Samuel L. Jackson should have said the line, I will kill you. I will kill your dad. <laughs> yeah. um, My God, in the middle of the movie goes, I'm going to take a different tack when he like realizes, oh man, maybe his mom betrayed us. And then that just never comes up. Yeah. It was to the point where part of me, while watching this, I'm like, so was his mama jumper because it doesn't make like his dad right. recognizes her but if she's an authority in the paladins then he should be having a conversation at some point with her what is the movie doing uh, nothing re real quick question <laughs> real quick question can anyone point out a character in this movie that isn't an asshole <laughs> i just thinking about it almost everyone in this cast is a gigantic brick <laughs> I think the closest we get is Griffin. And even no. though he, he, he's, he's a huge awful. asshole, he's like the biggest asshole in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I call him the Sigma Jumper. <laughs> yes. There, there is the uh, docent lady who works at the Coliseum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's what I got. If we're going to qualify that as a character, we're going with it. Yeah. The, uh, the, the doorman at the apartment. Oh yeah, Chris has got it. Wait, who? The oh, doorman. Yeah. The doorman at the apartment. He seemed nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really incredible because you you normally see these things that functionally you should put in a script, right? Our main character should have an arc. He should have an inner good we're aware of. <laughs> he should have <laughs> a moral compass. He should have some complexities to weigh with his powers. <laughs> None of this. I, I thought it was absolutely insane. When he gets attacked by Samuel Jackson the first time in the movie, he founds his apartment. In his first instinct, mm -hmm. <laughs> to go back to his hometown to start relationships there again? Right? It's like the only... Now they, there are people chasing you. This is the only other place you're known to be ever in your entire life. <laughs> 
and you've gone back there. <laughs> I've lived free of attachment my whole life. Now that somebody's hunting me down to kill me, I better go get involved with someone. Right? It makes no sense. Like, the most I can give it, the most rope I can give this is he came to terms with he will die. Like, someone will kill him. So he wants to, like, follow up on a lost love from years ago before he gets killed. But there isn't anything in his performance or actions no, no, that's that make the that end feel... of your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let me be clear. Sorry, you, you finish your sentence and then I have a fall. <laughs> There's nothing that he does or the movie portrays that makes it feel like that's why he did it. It just seems random. I remember when this movie came out, everyone railed on Hayden Christensen in it and the performance he gave. And all I could think of rewatching this film now, this 15 years later is, let's be real. We could have had it way worse. Shia LaBeouf would have made the whole movie dog shit. <laughs> yeah, but, I think Hayden Christensen did fine in this movie. I didn't think his performance was at any point. He plays a person without any moral compass who's interested in fucking and basically nothing else pretty damn well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> this movie reminded me a lot of the fucking zero escape games because oh, yeah? they also have like because because they're all about shifting yes mm. where you shift to another timeline that is framed very similarly and also has really fucking nebulously defined secret organizations <laughs> but it's just Okay, how does the powers work? What do you mean you have his jump points? Well, they they had the pictures of where they jump to. So and they was, visualize it. Yeah. So you can't, so you can only, like, you can't <laughs> just pick up a magazine and see a picture and go, I'll go there. No, apparently you have to have seen it physically first. Is that what's up? I don't, that's, I don't think he that's had to it. Remember, he couldn't jump to somewhere in his, in his brochure, but then he went to the Empire State Building and remembered having been there. He had to go to the bank and look at the vault first. But that was when he was still learning. But I, he was still able to jump inside the bat in the vault. But he saw inside the vault on the way to the bathroom because it's the most insanely placed bathroom <laughs> in a bank I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> there, there's no, but there's no way he saw the fucking like the clock face of Big Ben. Like he's never got up there. It's all very strange, but this topic does make me think of Bob while watching the movie. I rationalized him going back to his hometown as it's the only thing he didn't have a photo of was his house. So it was the only place he could jump to that wouldn't have a photo in the house. But then he had a photo of the chick. Yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> he, he had a cash stash in his old room. Mm -hmm. Yes. He also did have that. Yeah. I interpreted it as he's still being shocked, so he just jumps to, like, place one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's where he's, when he settled there, <laughs> was the weird part. Well, because he has the memory of a goldfish. Yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> now you've been to all these places over the world. Like, you need to limit the power in some way, because how on earth are these paladins tracking these guys who can go anywhere on earth? Earth is big. Earth is really dense. Well, well, they, the answer is they don't explain it. Well, obviously, they're an international syndicate of five people. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is very careful to never actually show how Samuel L. Jackson gets a lead or anything about this organization works because there is just no way. Uh, he gets a call on the phone. His phone <laughs> yeah, gives him Yeah, he gets a call leads. on the phone and says, we got, we got him in Tokyo. <laughs> Fucking how? <laughs> It's 2008. This is the height of the Patriot Act. Everyone just bought it. 
<laughs> yeah, man, they're really lucky that none of these jumpers keep their fucking jump points on their phone. Also, I'm really disappointed. Not a single telefrag. I know, right? How? How? He doesn't just appear in some old white lady and explode her? Yes. I, I don't think it's it's possible. Because like sometimes when they, they fuck up the jump, they crater stuff that's around them. So I think spatially, that's what's happening. Yeah, it produces like a shockwave when you jump. Exactly. It makes the crater and everything. So I assume they are they would explode someone in their way. <laughs> or flatten. Or flatten. <laughs> How did you guys enjoy us getting to experience the bully calling him Rice Bowl and only finding out his name's David Rice way later? Yeah, it was like half an hour later at least. Oh, was that why? Yeah. Yes. It took, I'm sitting, I was like, Rice Bowl is a really fucking weird, shitty bully thing to say to a white kid. I don't understand yeah, this. Yeah, for a second mm -hmm. I was like, did they intend to cast an Asian guy and just didn't change the script? Yeah, it just... <laughs> yeah, that's how it comes off. <laughs> right, that's how it came off. I was just so confused. And then way later, he's like, David Rice is my name. And I'm like, but fucking... Uh, movie! <laughs> how did you not realize I didn't know that? There's a few things in this movie that are that. I would kill to see every deleted scene from this movie. <laughs> I bet it's a real fucking trip. You know, if he needs these jump points, how is he able to jump out into the middle of the ocean with those other surfers? Well, it was near the beach. It wasn't like way into the ocean. You can see the beach from where he's swimming. I guess. So he's been there. Or, you know, <laughs> I still think he, he, he can just look at a photo of a place. I don't think he has to have been there. That's my theory. I mean, he, he's, we see there's an eight year time gap. He could have just warped around the entire world. Yeah, I figured he got a bunch of money and did a bunch of traveling. and Yeah, that's entirely possible. Oh, yeah. I, I don't understand why he couldn't just look up and then teleport in front of himself infinitely. <laughs> I didn't want to go see who wrote the movie and find one of my arch enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Newman! <laughs> that being David S. Goyer. Uh-huh. Who uh, wrote Batman Begins uh -huh. and The Dark Knight and Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Well, he dropped off really quick there. Jesus, what? <laughs> and uh, he wrote the Vader. He wrote the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It wasn't that bad. No, that, that was surprisingly good. All things considered. <laughs> he, he wrote the Blade movies, which are mostly good. Yeah, I find the interesting thing here is that he wrote Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, my God. Which I feel go. energy-wise has a lot in common with this. Bob, you also saw that. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I think so, yeah. He's also an executive producer on that, so he both wrote it and executive produced it. Oh, he, he wrote the Foundation TV show, so he might also be Agro's arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he did a treatment of the script, but then they brought on Simon Kinberg, who... Uh, May or may not have written Triple X and Triple X State of the Union. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> so like I said, this movie came out in 2008. It really, really <laughs> did. You can really tell when the music happens. <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, the, the other writer that Agro brought up also wrote Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which does have a very similar energy to this, too. Uh, yeah, this... um. This is incredible. Everything from the font choice to the fact they sharpened an actor's face in post and all sorts of other things make it so distinctly 2008. Where it's just like, 
We're never doing that again. Why is all this so noisy? Oh, you just used a digital video camera indoors and it looks like shit now. That's cool. At one point, they were like, oh, this actress's face looks terrible. Blur it in post. And it was the most, I don't know what I'm doing, but I saw a tutorial once shit I've ever seen in a theatrical film. <laughs> Andrew Kramer here. <laughs> now, I noticed a lot of you are doing this wrong. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Th th this really there are very few films that i think i could watch and be like so many pieces of you are so distinctly of the exact year you came out the exact moment in the industry right. it's like I, it was so strong that at the end of the movie when Kristen stewart shows up for a cameo i almost swallowed my tongue yeah that was Kristen stewart okay i'm not going insane <laughs> The, the chick from Twilight, Bob. Oh, my God. That was... That was her. That oh, was yeah, her. You that said was it, her. and I didn't even believe it. I know. I didn't either, and I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that... Well, what? well no, that was the sequel that? hook, because they wanted this to be a trilogy initially. Yeah. That makes sense. Because there was uh, four other books after the initial one. So do you think his half-sister would also be a jumper? Probably. And then his mom still wouldn't w learn... <laughs> My understanding of the novels is fucking everybody becomes a jumper. <laughs> wow, that's idiotic. This is a very specific thing, but there's that part where Griffin, the Sigma male jumper, uses like <laughs> a big, like does a teleport chain down a hallway to punch Samuel L. Jackson. And I guess that builds his momentum somehow. Hell I yeah. don't really see how. I, I think he's like every time he's, he's building those concussive waves that come when you kind of do the jump poorly. And he's stacking those like sound compression. Well, it's really not that hard to understand. Uh, have you seen Quake's three movement? He's doing bunny hops, basically, but teleporting, <laughs> well, right? My, 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 what I'm getting to is, did that remind anybody else of a move in another realm game? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, now that you say it, yes. <laughs> oh man, could you, could you imagine? Like I just boot up MK11 and fucking <laughs> smoke goes boom, 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 boom across the screen. The next Mortal Kombat game has Hayden Christensen as Jumper. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be real. Jumper seems like Ed Boon's type of movie. Oh, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. He would be like, it was cool when he camped out on top of the Sphinx. <laughs> Those are some worst looking shots oh, of the movie. They really are. There's that scene in Doors where it's radioactive and they sharpen Hayden Christensen's face to make him look like he has skin cancer and they blurred her face insanely. And that doesn't hold a candle to terrible panning drone shot of dude totally on top of Landmark. I wonder if they even got the scale right at all. <laughs> Probably not. Right. And I was like, oh. I, I, I can't check them on this, but I'm sure someone has. I, I had a, a micro stroke. Um, when the, the, the characters started making out as soon as they got to Rome. And uh, it started playing aughts music that would play in a CVS as they make out. <laughs> yeah. And my deep CV, like decade of working at a CVS PTSD started going into overdrive. <laughs> can, can, okay, so people listening to us, they may not understand. They may not understand when we call this guy the Sigma Jumper, you know, the Sigma Male Jumper. This isn't like an abstraction of some small details of his character and we're just making a joke. Like, we correlated these things. Isn't it funny if we say, no, this is, this is his character. 
He, the first thing he says is to the main characters, rookie mistake. The second major important thing he says to the main character is, you should just let the girl die. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is Sigma male to the core. God, that, that justification for him and Hayden Christian to the fight was <laughs> the flimsiest thing in this whole movie. It's like we're two dudes with teleportation powers. I cannot figure out how to solve this problem without blowing up the whole place with a bomb. <laughs> with my giant Stargate the movie bomb. Yeah, I don't know why he had a nuke. I'm willing to put money on that does not exist in the book. <laughs> I do not believe a writer of a book would be like, and then there's the big bomb. <laughs> that seems like a movie invention. They had, we didn't find out Griffin's name till really, really late. Like, Half an hour after he was introduced as a character, because well, that's that how this just, movie works. Yeah, that matches the main character. <laughs> yes. So when we finally hear it, all I can think is immediately, oh my God, the video game is based on him? Yeah, Bob said that yes, out loud while we're watching the movie, and I go, what? Yeah, because it's called like Jumper Griffin's Tale. Yeah, it's a prequel about uh, how his parents got killed and how he wants revenge. There was also a tie in novel written by the same author. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Could you imagine a world where this took off as much as Harry Potter? That'd be, <laughs> no. That'd no. be so funny. We're on our fourth movie of white dudes teleporting. <laughs> like, you watch Harry Potter and you're like, I'm going to need to see some magical magic and some, some, some cool... It's like being back with the family, watching these school kids doing stuff. What the fuck are people coming to the fourth Jumper film for? <laughs> I hope Hayden gets even more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this time they'll use teleportation in an interesting way. <laughs> They're going to teleport his dad back from hell. <laughs> God, it's it, <laughs> like the once if the paladins fail to kill a jumper, that should be it. That dude should never you should it, like it's over. How do you ever catch that guy after that? He's like, oh, here's here comes here. This dude's walking towards me with purpose. I'm gone. I'm in another continent. <laughs> right. Like, the concept of catching one of these guys makes no sense. <laughs> like, you better hope I don't use my vast resources to construct a building without a door. Right. <laughs> or get a gun. Or get a, <laughs> a gun. gun. I know. It, okay, it's time. It's time for our favorite segment. Could this have been better solved with a gun? Yes, on all fronts. The, like, if the if the paladin didn't want to just kill them, that would give me some excuse for the electric weapons and not electric weapons and guns. Like, it seems crazy that the paladins don't have guns. Imagine if Samuel L. Jackson had just turned around and shot him in that initial encounter instead of breaking out the fucking taser web. Yeah. So here's my theory. If they shot him with a bullet, okay, uh -huh. the jumper would jump at them and fire the bullet back at them. <laughs> Because of the force. And see, I'd want to see that in a movie. <laughs> and that's why it's not allowed in this movie. <laughs> but I was convinced that maybe, maybe guns just don't exist in this world. And then they warped to a war zone. And I was like, okay, that theory's out the window. I was like, man, this, this movie's so 2008. And then they teleported into Metal Gear Solid 4. Yes. <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh, remember, well, we know guns exist because Griffin's playing Halo 3. Oh, was he playing Halo 3? Because he's playing yes, something he on an Xbox original S controller. 
but the wire's been cut off. It was definitely Halo because they show it and you can see the Halo thing down in the lower corner and he's in a phantom that's getting blown up. See, in, in that universe, Halo's even more science fiction because guns don't exist. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> they had crazy. to a lot. That's really crazy, man. What a crazy movie. You know, as I was saying earlier, there are are games that I can easily point at as being iconic for their era that they come from, right? Mm -hmm. A distillation of all the trends and tropes going on. But I, I find that harder with films. This is the most a film, a singular film has ever done that. And I really can't think of what else to point at other than, well, there's the Lion King. <laughs> Remember the Disney Renaissance? Ugh. <laughs> uh. It is its possibly only positive quality. <laughs> I don't hate this film, though. I, 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 you know, I know Bob absolutely hates it. Because <laughs> it is stupid as hell. But there's just something about it that's dumb and terrible in the same way that makes my brain have the same reactions it does while watching Quantum Leap. Oh, my God. Where I'm like, I, I, I assess this is this is bad. <laughs> this is bad and terrible and dumb in many ways, but it's so amusing. I believe adorable is the word. I think that the only scene I actually liked. Hmm. They go to Tokyo and steal a car. Yeah. And he warps around the car and that's kind of cool. And he talks about the lore of the universe and other jumpers. Trying to jump yeah, a whole building. That was, yeah, it's like yeah. build your universe. It all. Oh, that's for that's the second movie. That's the second movie. <laughs> no. The first movie is about this great romance between two actors with no chemistry. Because that's all that Hayden Christensen ever gets. <laughs> Look, it was 2008. <laughs> I like that that was just foreshadowing for Hayden Christensen to, to do the epic Spider-Man thing where he's pulling the building apart by jumping it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. It's, it's like the only thing in this movie that you could think of as normal, standardized, sane storytelling for a film. Yeah, I it, that even that was like, but he he could just he could just warp her and him. Why does he need to warp the whole building? <laughs> what is happening? He's going to drown Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to not do that and be like, see, I told you I was different. Wh what happened to the rest of the people in that room? Um, well, it's that thing that all uh, media keeps making the mistake of, of now that I've killed countless of cronies, <laughs> the guy in charge, I'm too morally uh, righteous to kill. Also, that might, that might make sense if like Roland was like killing these jumpers because a jumper killed like his wife or something and wasn't part of the Templars who made it their goal to eradicate these th people for I ideological reasons yeah like they they're not people who can be reasoned, reasoned with, with. Yeah. like it isn't like oh I, he's going to kill me because our our whole kind is evil no he's going to kill me because we're different that's it i really fucking hate when i have to watch a movie and unironically go i declared this whole universe <laughs> if i was there things would have been different <laughs> but see that's the thing don't you understand that exact thought process is what drives people to watch Jumper? You're supposed to watch the movie and be like, oh, I'd kick their ass. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fucking Templars would be ruined by 
the the unbelievable strategy of getting a gun. <laughs> yeah, none of them are ready for that. Templars and Shembles. Having a building built that doesn't have a door. <laughs> Buying a taser-proof bodysuit which exists and wearing it under my clothes. It's so fucking funny. I was cracking up so many times that Hayden just staring. <laughs> Like, they're in the bar, and she's like, hey, why don't you say things like, hey, hello, long time no see, how's it going? And he goes, hey. <laughs> his, I just, he, <laughs> his character, like, mm -hmm. he's he gets this power at 15 and starts living on his own. Yeah. And we cut, like, eight years later. I don't know how this kid has been socialized at all. But we just, we're, we're led to believe he's become this immaculate cool guy pickup artist. Yeah, that, <laughs> sure. Like this, this guy is, is somebody's fantasy. Oh yeah. They want to be just like this guy. Everyone who bought crypto, I'm sure. <laughs> They're too stupid <laughs> to realize how fucked up that is. <laughs> You don't you don't want to be super rich, live in a palatial like New York City apartment and teleport all around the world, fucking England first thing in the morning, go <laughs> swimming in the beach, and then eat lunch on top of a sphinx? God, Man, you're weird. It's like the same feeling I had when I saw 30 minutes of the movie Takers on television one day. It's just ugh. The fucked up thing is that the movie like okay, he he stole money from banks. Uh, I guess that's bad. In I mean, in theory, in theory, uh, yeah, right. because banks are insured and blah blah blah. But like the first time we actually see him use his powers in like a petty shitty way is after they try to kill him the first time. That shouldn't that have happened before? I mean, that would imply there's an arc with this character or a cause and effect or anything else in this film. This field, this film is a frictionless space in a vacuum where events all occur. Like, most of this movie does not cause the rest of this movie. I like when he threw the childhood bully into the bank where they could easily find him and interrogate him. It was very smart. See, I could, God, he's I, just the biggest idiot ever. I know. That was the dumbest thing he did in the entire film, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know as of right now nothing about the movie Push, but do you think there's a secret organization who are hunting Chris Evanses? They are, they're hunting pushers. <laughs> that's, that's just the cops. <laughs> <laughs> the D.A.R.E. program is coming for his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It just I hope it's Samuel L. Jackson again. <laughs> The, the him in a dare t-shirt killing guys one year later and he's in this that would be incredible <laughs> i just realized okay so i spent a lot of that movie you know with with the assumption that his mom was a jumper not a paladin yeah so that scene where like she warns him and then leaves and mm -hmm. he loses track of her uh -huh. she goes down a hallway and the guy who can teleport anywhere he can see yeah loses her uh-huh yeah but if she's Bose, wouldn't that blow your mind I'd I'd want to blow my brains out. <laughs> is that not is that not the same thing? I feel like we're saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes so much more sense. Most of the events of the film, if she was a jumper, but instead the was it the pre? Yeah, it was, no, was it the pre post credit scene or the post credit scene? 
because they had two in this. I guess the 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 real ending tease happens before the credits, where they're like, "Oh, he's gonna put Sam Jackson in the Grand Canyon. Isn't that gonna be funny? Look at this. Oh, he's making a grumpy face. Like, oh, I'll get you next time, Aiden Christensen." And then we get the post credits with the mom. Yeah, it's not all the way after the credits. It's like because there's nothing all the way after the credits. I don't think. Oh, it's just middle credits. Yeah, something like that. Or did they just put them back to back? I think they just put it back to back. Yeah, they put a post credit scene at the beginning of the credits. Okay. Yes. Uh, All right. Th- this movie would have been a lot better if he teleported Samuel Jackson to that cave and was like, and and then just left. But instead of sparing him, he had actually put him in like a tidal cave right before the water came in. <laughs> I kept waiting for someone to get jumped to space. Well, no, that's that, that that's against the rules. You have to read Tiger Tiger. Oh, that uh, that's actually apparently something that happens in the later books where they go the only place we can live is space we'll have to build a space station and teleport from earth and back <laughs> guys I don't think you understand how dense the world is <laughs> never God, the weird thing is, is, aren't the books written in 1992? So they don't even have like uh, this... one was 92, one was 2004, one was 2013, and the last what? one was 2015. I think. What? I assumed these were just four books turned out really fast in the 90s, right? Man, Holy God, that's insane. I, I think the most recent one got adapted into a YouTube premium show that had nothing to do with the book. Oh my god, what? <laughs> yeah, it's called Impulse. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, that describes the main character's motivation through most of this movie. <laughs> god. Like, wasn't 2008 the, the year the first Iron Man came out? Yeah, yes. I think that's what we were saying, yeah. So, so, so when people ask why the Marvel Cinematic Universe got so popular... Take a look at the alternatives. Yeah, yeah just right. watch, watch these two back to back, please. <laughs> Way back in fucking 2018, when we watched the fucking Pirates 3, which I think was 2007, <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, if this was the standard of summer blockbusters, no fucking wonder the MCU took over the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't the standard. That was the high mark. That was the A-plus student. <laughs> uh, Man. I tried to look up the differences between the book and the movie, right? And uh, that took me to a YouTube video of a guy who was like, I'm just cribbing the Nostalgia Critic's entire style and his type of humor. And instead of just reviewing this movie and then talking about the differences with the book, I will do constant asides that are very funny. I was like, oh, man, I really wanted to. And I don't have enough time to read the book to find out. (laughs) I find out the four books aren't even made in the 90s. <laughs> I spent this whole time just assuming. I'm like, yeah, the first one comes out in 92. I assume the next comes out in 94, maybe. I'm going to read this quote about the book. Gould proves once again that in the hands of a wonderful, perceptive writer, there is no such thing as an old idea. This is a book that you won't want to miss. Orson Scott Card. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sci-fi book so they're just like get card mm. out have them say yeah. a line <laughs> oh it's the same publisher too okay that makes sense tor yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look ahead real quick make sure push isn't also based on a book oh oh no oh, it's not we're oh. good Ooh. we're good okay thank god thank god uh just gonna throw this out as one of my last few anecdotes before we start wrapping um does anyone else remember a single song from this movie 
other than the, you know, 2008 CVS music that played while they made out, which only I remember because of my PTSD, I assume. Um, I remember a song playing and going, oh, really? This one? And I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Whatever song had, boom, do you want it? Oh, God. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, because that was on a Sony commercial. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, that actually played at the end of that car scene. So I was really sad because we went from a really high of the movie to a really low point in the movie. You know, when you view Jumper as a comedy, <laughs> all it needs is a laugh track. <laughs> I mean, I, I would definitely enjoy the movie more if Hayden Christensen was getting tased in a laugh track play. <laughs> Any other uh, final comments, gentlemen? Uh, the original novel doesn't have a secret society at all. <laughs> Fantastic. I was, I was afraid of that when it was half the, big the, for the, the villain. The villain is just an NSA agent, and the way he deals with with David is by capturing the girlfriend. He's like, you, you, you can't just kill me because I accept you totally could because you know, fucking teleporter. Because you, you know, like Ant Man, you could just get small and then come. <laughs> but yeah, like it's. This script was obviously like seven scripts that got combined. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of it filmed and then all of it ripped out at random. <laughs> Dan, you're really lucky that you didn't somehow get red box tricked by this movie. <laughs> cool. He almost did it. I was here. And he the- almost just bought it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Bob, don't help me like this. <laughs> That's so maybe, mean, maybe the maybe the DVD has the has the deleted scenes that make the fucking movie make sense. You should buy it and find out. <laughs> it's not that gonna, sounds kind of worth it. The deleted scenes aren't going to make the movie make sense. It's just going to be fucking hilarious because it's going to be a actually, bunch of stuff. Actually, coherent cut. <laughs> Hayden's just going to say the word, <laughs> and that's going to be the only difference. That's it. <sighs> Any other comments? Well, we got to wrap this up to get ready to watch Push. <laughs> yeah, gentlemen, uh, give your summary statements here and give it a number out of 10 so we can wrap this up. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and start with Dr. Agro. Jumper is an absolutely brilliant slow burn marketing stunt for the movie Push. <laughs> Because nothing in this life has ever made me more look forward to viewing the movie Push than having to watch Jumper. Three. (laughs) Bob. (sighs) Jumper is basically nothing like what I thought it would be watching the trailers. (laughs) So I think that's the only thing positive I could say about it. It surprised your expectations. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> Chris Wolfhart. I cleaned my room while this movie was on. It's pretty good for that. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a five. <laughs> Jumper's not good. Jumper has a lot of problems. Jumper should be taught in film school. <laughs> I'm gonna give Jumper a six. <laughs> History's greatest monster. <laughs> I think that works out to it having an average score of 18. Uh, I mean, a score of 18, which gives it an average of, I think, four and a half. Well, I have low expectations for Push. I don't know how it could possibly compete with Jumper, but we're very excited to hit part two of this. 
and let you guys know what we think about the movie Push. Just make sure to hit that bell so that way you receive it when we push that video into your feed.